So last week on Tweet Street, I happened to make this whole analogy that I was talking about some woman and crying in Dubai and shit. And I happened to use the example of milk with women. And that pissed off quite a number of women. And, you know, they called and they were like, no, how dare you do such a thing? So I figured I will rectify it today and use an analogy that they actually use on themselves. Tables. Now, for those of you all that don't necessarily know where the whole tables thing came from, not too long ago, some woman online was being asked what exactly she brings to the table. And she just so happened to come out and say that she was the table. Now, with that being said, a lot more women started picking up on the whole we are the table, we are the table, I am the table kind of statement. And it kind of did help liberate some of them into the whole what do you bring to the table and, you know, they finally have an answer and shit. And well, for those of you all that don't know where the rest of this conversation goes or doesn't necessarily understand it, please go and listen to the beginning section of Tweet Street episode 43 for more information. Now... When you think about the idea of using tables, it's actually a fairly smart idea because tables don't exactly expire. And when you kind of think about it, she can help you hold quite a number of things. Except that when you think about it, you'd need more tables to hold some of the more valuable things such as, say, a car or cars. Of course, the table can handle the keys and shit, but well, it's the car that's the actual asset. And you can't exactly put a car on the table, maybe a toy car. You kind of also think about it, it's not like the table's gonna exactly have the house on it. It's usually the table inside the house, not, you know, the house on the table. You can have the house keys, but well, either way, the thing of value is the house itself. So it can't exactly hold that. It could hold other valuable things like, you know, your financial statements, you know, your checks and shit. But when you kind of think about it, the most valuable things, the things that actually show that you have wealth, such as land, such as houses, such as cars, those are things that the table can't exactly hold. Which is why I would say, just go and get more tables. Now, I do have to state for the fact that I don't endorse infidelity or philandering around, but in this kind of example, I can't exactly go against the idea of getting more tables. And anyways, when you look at an actual house, there's always more than one table. There's the coffee table, the dining table, you know, the study table and shit like that. So probably you should try get yourself different tables for different scenarios, my fellas. Or you could just stick to the whole bit that tables usually have different designs over time. So you might as well change the tables as the times change. Just figured I should state that. But anyways, before a lynch mob decides to come for me for calling them tables, we do need to start the podcast and I have a lot less bashing to do because, well, we have tweets to discuss, so we should probably get this show on the road. So, in typical fashion... Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who does not support infidelity, much as he likes tables and shit. He is a man who still believes that running your mouth is actually a form of cardio. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, I like to state the drill because some of y'all haven't been listening for too long and want to know it. And for those of y'all that know it, you know, you can always repeat it after me. And if you don't know, it, you can just listen in because it's a very simple drill. Extremely simple. It goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet, 
you want us to discuss that tweet you send that tweet you send it to the dms of at bagaka the d on twitter which is my personal twitter handle and i will take it and attend to it from there if it's one of those screenshots and screen grabs that you see on facebook and ig posted up there you know as nice interesting pictures and you feel like we should discuss it and it is from twitter then at break time on website on facebook and instagram is where you should send it to and i will pick it up and break it down from there now before we get into our tweets for today i have to mention that i happen to get a very interesting screen grab from twitter that happened to be on instagram and it involved a very interesting scenario so i'm gonna read it out for you so it reads we went to a basic ass restaurant yesterday and a girlfriend invited her dusty ass nigger to join us I had two $5 Moscow mules, crab and artichoke dip. My total was $24.58. This nigga tells the waitress, two checks please. I told her he dusty and broke. Anyone who knows me knows I'm honest. I don't entertain dusty men and I wish she shouldn't. And here's the situation. Now, y'all would probably expect me to go off on this babe and be like, oh, how dare she think that. It's not like she's also hopping on this guy's dick. Why does he have to pay the bill for her? Maybe that's what you expect me to do. Maybe you expect me to come off and state that this guy shouldn't even be paying the bill in the first place. He should have asked for three checks so that these two babes can handle their own bills and he can handle his. And yes, maybe I could say that. But I want to suggest something. It might be hard. It might be easy depending on the person that's going to be doing this because I think it's something that will help women quite a bit. And ladies, I'm just going to suggest this from the bottom of my heart. I'm not doing this to bash anyone or to kind of throw any attacks. This is me being completely somber and shit. And here's my suggestion. How about you actually start handling your own bills for a bit of a while? Like just to kind of get used to it. Because I don't know, for some of y'all, it's like whenever there's a guy there, the idea of handling a bill gives you allergic reactions. I don't know, maybe you need to develop an immunity towards it. Maybe it's just one of those very bitter things that you've never really contemplated yourself doing, at least when there's a guy there. But I think you should probably just start doing it, you know, start with the small things like when you're just grabbing a quick snack or when you're having lunch at work or in school or something of that sort. Like just try handling your own bill for a bit of a while and try getting used to it. And I'm not saying this to state that, oh, you know, someone should pay the bill, someone shouldn't pay the bill. I think, honestly, at this point, we've, we've kind of gone back and forth on this for a long time. So I just want you to pay the bill. I just want you to start handling your own bills. Maybe even take up someone else's bill. I don't know, maybe you're feeling generous. Not necessarily as me telling you that you need to start handling your own bills, but so that you can appreciate the fact that, you know, you can handle your own bills and so that you can appreciate it immensely when the guy ends up handling the bill instead of expecting him to handle the bill because there's this huge issue that usually comes in about who gets to handle the bill when you're on a date who gets to handle the bill during this during that and it's gonna be this back and forth day in day out and i've kind of had this fight with people i've kind of gone back and forth with women on this and i think our biggest issue as guys is the fact that we're expected to do it and we're not appreciated for doing it like it's an expectation and not necessarily something that we're appreciated for doing and the way i look at it is i know how to cook i know how to clean these were things that i was kind of trained and taught how to do as i was growing up by a very strong powerful woman known as my mother and 
whenever i am in a position where i can do those things for myself and i can pick up after myself whether i'm in the house whether i'm in someone else's house like you know even something as simple as going to wash the dishes right after i feel really good when someone else does it for me and i really appreciate it and because i know that i can do it but someone else is doing it for me makes me appreciate it all the more the reason why i'm bringing this here is because i want women to start appreciating guys for actually handling the bill and not just expecting them to handle the bill because we're in a world where both genders are working and if they're not working they can work and actually make ends meet for themselves so when you see that there's someone on the other side that's expecting you to do something for them that they can actually do for themselves and they're not necessarily appreciating it they're expecting it to happen like i don't know like it's a motor function like when i get up i should be able to walk to the bathroom and shit it kind of makes it look as though we're just being taken for granted and in a world where people are preaching gender equality but aren't equal enough to handle the bill the same way a guy does and or they're preaching that gender roles shouldn't be a thing and you should stop telling women that they belong in the kitchen or they're supposed to be cooking and cleaning because you can do that shit for yourself y'all are the same exact ones that are saying that the guy should be the one to pay the bill like because he's the guy not because of anything special just because of the fact that he happens to be one of the dick slinging masculine human beings that exists on this planet and honestly i don't think that it's fair but then again there's gonna be some people that are gonna stick to the idea that the man has to pay the bill and there's gonna be some guys that stick to the idea that they must pay the bill for the lady so while people are gonna have their different opinions i'm just gonna ask for this one thing please just appreciate the fact that this guy is actually paying the bill don't expect it always be ready to put your money down and actually spend it and this is why the idea of getting used to handling your own bills kind of comes into play like there's nothing wrong with wanting the guy to pay the bill but it becomes a problem when you expect him to pay the bill as if it's your right to have the bill paid for you because let's be honest it's not you can make your own money and handle your own bill. Just figured I should lay that out there because I feel as though this whole back and forth discussion just feels as though we're going in circles. So that being said, we should probably move it on to the tweets. But before we do that though... Do you have controversial opinions? Do you like to engage in political commentary? Are you interested in current affairs? If so, this is Bungay's the podcast for you. You can catch myself, Sandrine, Jagame, and Nalo every week under Kenya Public Radio. All right. So, on to the first tweet. Men, what do you usually do to delay your ejaculation? Help your friends. Mm. This is actually a very interesting question. It's actually quite simple to answer, but you know, I'll just try and complicate shit. Uh, personally for me, I will think up jokes, I will think of a series, I will think of action scenes. Like, I'll just think up some random shit that will end up distracting me from the whole thing. Now, of course, with different guys, it requires different things. And you'll find that for most guys, they'll just come out with something that they'll think about that'll kind of change things. 
the exception to this is when some guy tells you that they will jack off before they go and you know do it with a babe or with a guy depending on whatever preference you have and you will find that from time to time most people will actually do this they will try to actively delay their coming process and the truth of the matter is i think it's very essential that some people do that because well lasting 15 seconds isn't the best for everyone not everyone's used to snapchat just saying and you know if you can extend it all the way to a minute then you can come and go very quickly at least you'll work a lot faster than customer care systems but while I can continue to recommend that people delay their ejaculation through thinking about Netflix or, you know, making jokes in the head or even whistling, as some person actually put out in the comments on this tweet, I do need to state for the record that sex is actually mostly in the mind. And the reason I'm saying this is a lot of what happens in your mind will actually decide how good or bad or how short or long your lasting time is in bed. And the thing with that is, you find that happier people, people who are in a good mood, people who are horny will definitely go in and they'll probably last a little shorter, as opposed to, say, someone who's a little bit more stressed. And the worst thing about certain things like stress is, sometimes it can actually make you not perform at all. Trust me, I know, there's times when I've woken up stressed and, you know, the little guy wasn't even looking up to, you know, say hello and shit. So your mental state is actually just about as important as you actually going in. So if you can handle that, if you can tackle it, then it shouldn't be too big of an issue for you as a guy to actually manage to perform or, you know, just not. And for the ladies to get your man to perform very well. And, you know, granted, if he is horny and he's a happy human being, then, you know, it's it's going to be a lot easier to keep him going without actually nutting because all you have to do is just ride him. And once you notice that he's just about to nut, ask him how his mother's doing and that orgasm will run away so quickly you can actually continue doing it. Just figured I'd drop a nice neat trick for you over there. Um, but anyways, we should probably move it on. So on to the next tweet. Now this tweet happens to be a reply to someone who had tweeted, niggas don't even want your girl. They'll just eat her and return her like wiping their asses with your towel and throw it to your face like thanks G, you can have it back. And this fella just so happened to state a quote by Chris Rock which said, Nobody wants your wife, but they will fuck and they will fuck her good. Well, I kinda have to agree with this statement. Not because it was said by Chris Rock and I like the guy, but I can actually admit that yes, not everyone wants to screw your wife, but if your wife actually approached someone to screw them, it's not like the majority of people are gonna say no. You kinda just have to put it out there. Cause the thing is, by the time your wife is leaving you to go and screw somebody else, she's probably really thought about it and she really wants to do it. And if she manages to let you hit it, then she'll probably put in an extra amount of effort because she wants something supposedly better. And who the hell wouldn't want something supposedly better? So in a sense, I would continue to tell the fellas, if you have a wife, make sure you treat her well and you make sure y'all are good as much as possible. Not just because there's people that are very ready and willing to actually bang her, but because there's actually people that actually do want to bang her. There's people that see your wife and are like, you know what? This fella actually married a very beautiful woman. If I got a chance, dot, dot, dot. And you kind of think about it 
if they got that chance, it's not like they're gonna waste it. It's not like they're gonna give their worst performance there. So trust me, make sure y'all look good, make sure you treat her well, make sure that you listen to her and you know, even though you guys have fights, you can resolve them and make sure that you guys are doing good and there's harmony. Otherwise, she's gonna go for someone that's very close to you and they're gonna screw and you probably might not know about it and even though you do, she might just end up being shameless about the entire thing. And trust me, cheating hurts worse when it's usually with someone that's a little close to home. When it's one of those people that you really, really know, like when it's one of those friends, say a cousin, say a sibling, or maybe the garden, or maybe the house help, like it usually hurts even more because it's like you couldn't even go that far and get some random stranger. You just had to go for the people that were close to me. Like, really? Now I feel that I've been betrayed not just by my partner, but by people around me. And it's like, now you can't trust anyone in these streets. You can't even trust anyone in your own house. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's not pretty at all. So, just figured I should tell you that. So, you should probably just watch yourselves, treat your wives well, and hopefully they won't be screwing with somebody that you do not want wiping the ass with your towel and tossing it to your face. Or anyone, really. But anyways... Asses, towels, and wives aside, we should probably move it on to our final tweet of today. So, on to the last tweet. Statistically, you are more likely to contract HIV from a university student than a commercial sex worker in Nairobi. Honestly, I don't know whether to agree or to disagree with this because there's statistics involved. Now, I did not manage to look at the statistics, but I kind of think about it, you know, with my very interesting mind, and there is some sense to it. There is actually a possibility where this is actually a thing, because when I kind of think about it, think about a hoe and a university student kind of the same way you'd look at a race car driver and somebody who just drives to and from work. Who has the highest probability of getting you into a crash? It's not the race car driver, it's actually the person that drives to and from work because the race car driver has a bit more experience doing a lot of things, they've probably crashed before and they're probably better trained to have better reflexes that'll help them kind of catch the situation and you know do something about it so there's fewer chances of them actually losing control and not being able to you know catch it and like bring it back to where it kind of is. And you look at the person that just drives from point A to B with a car, they don't have that kind of experience so it's easier for them to get into a car crash if they are both moving very quickly. Just figured I should add that assumption there. Now you bring that same example and you kind of place it on the whole sex worker student kind of statistic and when you look at the commercial sex worker aka a hoe, let's call her what she is, a prostitute, and you kind of think about it it does kind of make sense because this is their profession. Screwing is their profession and they definitely want to be doing it for as long as they can make money from it. And that would probably require them to not have the disease, which would probably hinder them from getting clients if people knew that most hoes had HIV. And 
it means that they will take more precautions necessary so that they can keep you know the whole thing going for a bit longer so they'll probably give you the option of wearing a condom not that it's a must all the time but they'll probably give you the option of wearing one they'll probably care more about their reproductive health a little bit more and well you kind of think about it they'll probably end up using more or more varieties of contraceptives one of which being the female condom which i'd argue that say 80 90 percent of women around here either don't know that it exists or haven't ever really tried it or don't even use it at all so in a sense i'd say that they are actually fairly safe when you look at it from their side of it where it's a profession they kind of have to be safe about it when you look at the university student they'll do it more as a casual thing and sometimes they'll be willing to take compromises and just go raw say you know the guy checked in and he conveniently forgot his condom and some of them won't be taking any contraceptives that are supposed to be taken either before or after the job is done so it kind of makes it hard to justify the idea that the university student is completely safe but that being said i will come out to state that it doesn't necessarily mean that this is entirely true because there's quite a number of university students, there's quite a number of females, quite a number of guys that will actually take the safety precautions and they will be safe about how they go about their monkey business in the bedroom. And when you kind of look at it, when it comes to sex work, some clients have very, very weird demands and some of those demands make the whole thing about reproductive safety a little bit impossible to do. So that being said, I think it depends on the individual and how safe they choose to be and how safe the person that they're going to do it chooses to be. But that being said, I want to know your thoughts on this. Do you think that the university student is most likely to contract HIV than the sex worker or do you think it's vice versa? I want to know your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on Twitter. It is at BagakaTheD. That is my personal Twitter handle. On Instagram, you can slide into my DMs at Breaktime on Westside. And on Facebook, it is also at Breaktime on Westside. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening on CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments there and I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break. Take care.